The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. When I talk about the topics for this podcast with others, I often find myself asking, do you believe in aliens? I guess it's kind of a silly question to ask all of you, because you wouldn't be here if you didn't. With that said, what if aliens really left us a guide on how to move about through this life? This episode is about the Urantia book. You're listening to Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, joined by my producer and co-host, Eddie V. Hello, and welcome to episode 42. The Urantia book was first published in the U.S. in 1955. The book was referred to as the Urantia Papers early on, or at times, the Fifth Apocal Revelation. The author of this mysterious book is reportedly unknown. Where did the Urantia book originate? It all began in 1911 when Dr. William Sadler claimed one of his patients began communicating with a group of celestials. The communications continued on for three decades. The doctor was accompanied by his wife, Dr. Lena Kellogg Sadler. During the communications with the Celestials, the two recorded these visits with their patient night after night, all while continuing on their professions by day. Dr. William Sadler was a general practitioner, a surgeon as well as a psychiatrist. His wife, Dr. Lena Kellogg Sadler, was a public health doctor and focused on women and children. Both were very well-known and respected physicians in the Chicago area. From 1911 to 1923, they claimed to have been part of over 250 night sessions of communications from the Celestials through their patient. For safety and reputability of the book, the patient's name has always been withheld. The only description of the patient is that he was a businessman and a member of the Trade and Stock Exchange. How did these doctors become immersed in the communications? The two were approached by a concerned neighbor who claimed her husband would sleep so deeply 
that his breathing would become abnormal. During these deep sleeps, she was unable to wake him. The Saddlers agreed to come and observe over a period of time. This is when the communications began. While the patient was in a deep sleep, he would speak, but claimed to be a spiritual being communicating through the patient. Sometime in 1923, a group formed and began meeting regularly at the Sadler's home. The group was formed by friends, former patients, and colleagues, all interested in discussions regarding the celestial communications coming from the Sadler's patient. A communication was received at one point and the celestial group stated that the group could form questions to ask during the communications and they would be answered by the personality coming through. The answers they received were in the form of fully written pages which eventually resulted in the Urantia book. The group eventually named themselves the Forum and consisted of 30 individuals who made a pledge to not share the information outside of the group. More joined over the years and others left the group. It is said that the group had nearly 500 members throughout the years. The questions for the Celestials were filtered through a smaller group of five individuals that included the Saddlers. These five were called the Contact Commission. These five individuals were responsible not only for the questions from the forum, but the handwritten manuscripts that held the answers to the questions from the forum. The group of five arranged, proofed, and typed all of these handwritten manuscripts. The contact commission were also the only members, along with the Saddlers, that witnessed the subject sleeping, communications that occurred, and his true identity. While all members of the forum would now be deceased, none of the individuals claimed to understand how the information was physically materialized. When all was collected, Sadler, alongside his son, began to write an introduction to the material collected, but was told by Celestials that he could not introduce this book. This is when the foreword was received. The celestial communications continued well into the 1950s, which is when the Urantia Foundation was created. The organization was a tax-exempt educational group formed in Illinois. 
Funds were raised privately to keep the organization moving. Sadler and the Forum claimed they were given permission to publish the Urantia book in 1955. The book was first published October 12, 1955. The Urantia book consists of three parts, plus the foreword. The first section discusses God, the uninhabited universes, life after death, angels and other beings, and the war in heaven. The second section discusses the history of the world science and evolution, Adam and Eve, development of civilization, marriage and family, personal spiritual growth. The third section consists of the life and teachings of Jesus, including his missing years, In detail, the book discusses the entire life of Jesus, all 36 years. The Urantia book claims that there are many sons of God, just like Jesus, that walk on many different planets. It also states there are billions of worlds that consist of 100,000 universes and 10 million inhabited planets. The book states that Earth, which is called Urantia, is the 606th planet inside of a group of planets that is named Satania. To this day, the Urantia Foundation is still in existence. You can purchase the book just about anywhere and even download it from the web. It's grown in popularity and has an estimated 750,000 books in print. Many stand by the book and believe its words. Moe Siegel and John Hay the founders of Celestial Teas, the home of the popular Sleepy Time Tea. They are firm believers in the Arantia book. Carrie Livgren, guitarist for the rock band Kansas, was a believer in the Arantia book before becoming an evangelical Christian Protestant. Elvis Presley is said to have traveled with a portable bookcase and in it he had a copy of the Arantia book. Jerry Garcia described the Arantia book as one of his favorite esoteric books. Was this book authored by celestials from heaven or aliens? 
While the book makes literally no mention of aliens, it discusses the creation of a world like Earth. And once the beings helped to establish life on that planet, they would step back. Very similar to the plotline of the original Star Trek. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it is said that Gene Roddenberry was a fan of the Aranta book. Throughout the book, visitors from other worlds are discussed and said to be observing our planet, Urantia. As I said, the book calls Earth Urantia. In paper 39 of the book, it says, number five, the transporters. The planetary transporters serve the individual worlds. The majority of the beings brought to this planet are in transit. They merely stop over. They are in custody of their own special seraphic transporters. But there are a large number of seraphims stationed on Urantia. These are the transport personalities operating from the local planets, as from Urantia to Jerusalem. Are the transporters aliens? Various papers throughout the book discuss what can only be described as possibly aliens. You'll need to pick up a copy or download to read for yourself. Then let us know what you think. Was this mystery book written by aliens? Or simply the delusions of an ill man? We'll just have to leave this one to the realms of the unexplained. Hey, Anne, don't you own a copy of this book? Yes, I do have a copy of this book. Um, always found it hard to read, having to go back and reread many pieces to fully understand, but yeah. Oh, I remember an old family friend telling me about the Arantia book when I was, oh, about 20 or 21. It's hard to believe somebody's mind can come up with a story like that way back then, before the time of Star Trek in such detail with other universes and planets and transporters. Right, and in paper 80, they, they don't number the papers, it's weird, pages, it's weird, to, they call them papers. Anyway, they mention violet people in the Mediterranean as well as the European blue man. That's weird. Well, I've always wondered where the ancient pyramids and crop circles and other oddities on the Earth have come from. Could aliens have started the Earth and left as we came along? I guess we just have to leave this one to the realms, realms of, of the, the unexplained. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you get reminders when we drop a new episode. 
Support for this podcast comes from Anchor.fm and V Media Studios. Don't forget to click on our sponsors' links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com. With a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you. 